Okay, Mr. Johnson, it's time for your electric chair. No! Oh, <laughs> Hello. Oh, Jono. <laughs> Welcome to episode 64 of the Stu and Al pod with him, <laughs> Stu. And me, Al. Oh, boy, <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong again. You're doing it, wrong, it again, wrong with all the lights. Yeah. How you doing? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You, you right? Not so bad, me. Yeah, you good, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've got a bit of that millennium bug. <laughs> Didn't we do that last week? Yeah. Huh. So, so what have you been up to, Al? Well, um, not much, really. Just uh, Wait, if you, don't tell me yet if you've got a skit ready or something. I know, I've got a, I've got something for the intro, but uh, I'll let ah, you go. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, let's get the pleasantries out of the way then. You all right? Yeah, you? Yeah, well, um, it was Cheltenham, weren't it, last week? It was. <clears throat> Did you win out? I didn't put any bets on, so no. But I didn't Al's, lose anything either. <laughs> I was £95 up by the end of the week, so... Very good. I'll tell you what, though, Al. I lost quite a bit as well in the last three races. Yeah. Good job, we got some winnings in early. The last One of the last races, you know, first... First, you had uh, Sunshine, who threw the jockey. Yeah. Then Moonlight, fell at the first hurdle. Yeah. And finally, good times, finished last. So yeah, I blame on the bookie. Uh, bookie. <laughs> bookie? Bookie? Very good. <laughs> to be fair, though, I was doubting whether to go to Cheltenham or not. As you know, I can get quite claustrophobic. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, on the whole, that was good. It was, uh... no, sorry, I was 82 grand up for the week. Not 95 pounds, 82 grand up for the week. Oh, yeah, that's good. The horses, though, they're so friendly in the day. You can you can pet them, have a picture with them, all, all kinds of stuff. But later on, they're in the pub. They're a bit grumpy. Some of them could be a right nightmare. No. Oh. <laughs> Is that you done? Yeah, I'm done, mate. Well, Stu, um, you know what? The, the intro is the last thing I wrote. Uh, I only wrote it a few hours ago. And I think there's a reason for that, Stu. It's because somehow, I don't know how, Stu, but I think I've written the worst joke in the history of the universe. Oh, I'm all for a good joke. Yeah, you're right. And it, it, it is a joke. It does work as a joke. That's the thing. You can't just say, oh, testicles. <laughs> you know, it is. A, it does work as a joke. But yeah, so you have that, to huh? tell you another joke in order to get to this joke. Okay, so... That's I, two jokes then. Yeah, but you will have heard of the first joke. So the first joke, Sue, is... Um, I think, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you think he saw us? Do you think he saw from last us? week? Yeah. Perfect. Great joke, yeah? It works well. Stu, what do you call a blind dinosaur that went to De Montfort University? I'll tell you. It's the oh. DMU think he saw us. See, it's terrible, isn't it? But it's a joke. So I'm putting that out there. It's the worst joke ever written in the universe. Ever. I think it's safe to say it's the worst joke I've ever heard. Yes, ding ding ding. That's ding, even ding, worse ding, than the ones you're getting crackers. Yeah, I know, and I'm so pla- I'm so pleased. I'm so proud of it. Anyway, here's top three. You shouldn't be proud of that. <laughs> top three. In each episode, me and Al get 
um, a subject where we tell you our top three things about that subject, and then we offer it up on the World Wide Web for you lot to do the same thing. So if you're not getting what I mean, Al, yep. if you was to tell me your top three, um, the top three lights, what would they be? Lights. Uh, <clears throat> the light of a birthday cake. <laughs> They're always fun. Always <laughs> do. Um, candle. Yeah, well, yeah, candle light. Um, uh, light the uh, light light beer. I don't know. I can't. I can't really yeah. can't anything. And uh, um, the light when God said, "Let there be light." Okay, yeah, good. I'd go for big light live. Yeah, boxing match. Um, light at the end of the tunnel when you nearly die. Yeah, and. Um, Bruce's price is always light. Oh, Bruce's price is light. Excellent. Didn't he do well? Didn't he do well? So, Marvellous. Stu, it was your choice for this episode's top three. <clears throat> you went with top three. Animated dogs. Animated dogs. I've got cartoon dogs written down, but... Uh, yeah, well, same thing, isn't it? Similar thing. Same thing, isn't it? Same thing, isn't it? Um, it's all about the same way. <laughs> do you want me to go first? You can do, Al, yeah. Well, Stu, I've gone um, for number three. I've gone for Bluey's dad in the TV show Bluey. Uh, That's been pretty popular, actually. Al. Yeah, um, which is a 2018 Australian TV show. Uh, still running now, obviously. It's still being made now. He's called Bandit, which I only found out yeah. when I wrote this down, Stu. Uh, Bandit Healer. His last name's Healer. Again, didn't know that. Uh, he's an archaeologist, Stu, which is mm -hmm. nice, isn't it? Uh, and he's voiced by David McCormick. Um, now, Stu, obviously, I've got a a, a young daughter um, who loves Bluey, and you watch Bluey, and as a father, you look at Bluey's dad and you go, he's a better dad than anyone who's ever been a dad before. He's absolutely brilliant as a dad. He's just, he'll play any of the games that Bluey and, and her sister come up with. There's an episode, Stu, where he makes a friend in the park, like it's another dad. And he keeps going, oh, he's not my friend, he's not my friend. And then he gets really disappointed when he doesn't turn up. And then the next time he does turn up and he's really excited to see him. And it's it's just such a sweet show. I can see why it's like taking the world by storm because it is a great show. And Bluey's dad. I've never heard of it myself. but um... No, but uh, if you're watching it on your own, Stuart, uh, it might look a bit strange. So, you know. Yeah. Still was Raggy Dolls, though. So... Oh, Dolls Like You and Me? No. How many of the dolly? How many of the dollies? How many of the uh, raggy dolls could you name? Probably all of them. <clears throat> Go on then, back to front. So what? The one that gets in the sack, the last, and then the first one. That's the first or sad sack? No, I'm just I'm naming them for you. All oh, right, back to front, sad sack, Claude, um, yep. girl doll. Okay, what's your number? What three, Stu? <laughs> Gromit. Gromit. He was one of my honourable mentions. In Wallace and Gromit. He's from Wallace and Gromit. Oh, Stu, um, not in this episode, but Wallace and Gromit might be turned up down the bag of nails one week. Nah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> if anything of Wallace's goes into anything of Gromit's, I'm walking out. <laughs> Jeez, Gromit. Oh. <laughs> 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 right let's move on quick so gromit the clever mute dog that loves a bit of cheese 
not from Wallace, mind. I don't think he does eat cheese, though, does he? He loves it, mate. No, oh, he loves it. Loves it. Always on hand to lend a hand to Wallace. He's always on hand to lend a hand. Why did I write that? It's a good it saying. I like it. He did get questioned about an attack, uh, actually, the other day, and Gromit, but couldn't help as he was past the scene of the crime. No. Yeah. The attack was committed. His favourite pastime is breaking the mould. <laughs> yeah. And he first appeared in a grand day out, I believe. That's a great sound. It's one of the best theme tunes, isn't it? It is. I've been to Artman Animation Studios in Bristol. Have you? Is it good? It is. They had the Oscar on display when I went. Oh, I thought his name was Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall I do my number two, Steve? Yeah, you have a number two, Al. Ah, humour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two, Stu, is I, I don't think many people will probably know this dog or will have thought about it, but I'm going for Seymour from Futurama. Only appeared in one episode. You used to watch Futurama. Is that the one that was like asleep outside waiting for him and then he died? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so we'll Futurama, I think, is is a I think it's quite an underrated mm. um, show, obviously, because it's Matt Groening and he did The Simpsons. People don't kind of talk about it as much. But there's a really sweet episode, which Stu's just started talking about there, called Jurassic Bark, which I quite like. The, um, it's in the fourth season. And it's where Fry, who's gone forward, if you haven't seen it before, basically Fry gets cryogenically frozen in the year 1999. And ends up in the year twenty nine ninety nine. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, mm. And um, in the fourth season, they find they basically find his fossilized dog in a museum, and it, they, they they let him have it in the end. Um, and they find out that they can clone the animal, and it'll have all the same memories and feelings and thoughts that the dog Seymour used to have when he was alive. Um, but then they realised that the dog was 15 when he died. And I think Fry had him when he was like three or something or quite young. So Fry decides not to um, not to clone him because he realises that he's probably like had a whole life with a different family afterwards. But then the really heartbreaking moment is it goes back. And I'm when sure Fry, you know, he didn't, didn't he? Fry said to Seymour, wait for me outside Panucci's Pizza... And Seymour waited there for that his entire life until he died. And it's it's like, it, it's so sad. And it's such a touching moment. It's one of the best episodes of a cartoon I've, I think I've ever seen because it's just so sweet. And you feel it's horrible at the end. You Like you want Seymour to have had this really lovely life and you realise mm. he hasn't. He was just waiting for Fry. Oh, I remember that. I'm gonna watch that one after this. Actually. I know. I, you know what? I was going to watch it. And I thought, I don't know if I can watch it. It's so sad, but... Yeah, I just love Seymour. Like, even though he's barely in it, like, it's mainly just fossilized yeah. throughout it. But yeah, that's my number two. So that's who yours to. Uh, Brian Griffin from Family Guy. Whose leg do I have to hump to get a dry martini around here? Peter. Peter. So, possibly the world's most smartest dog. Well, he thinks he is, anyway. Mm-hmm. Although he's often shown up by Baby Stewie, a slightly smug wannabe writer who can sometimes give the man's best friend tag a bit of a bad name. Mm-hmm. Although his witty remarks and sarcastic tone are some of the reasons why we love this dog. First appeared in the pilot episode of Family Guy, 
favourite pastime is drinking and hitting on women. So do you remember what his book's called that he's written? Oh, fucking hell. Hang on. Give me the first word. Faster. You're not going to get it here. It's faster than the speed of love. Faster. Yeah. <laughs> he is a great... I knew it was in the speed of something. Faster yeah. than the speed of something. A great character, and when they killed, they killed him off that time, didn't they? And then there was like a yeah, uproar. Everyone brought him back, back, didn't they? Yeah, people Which power. I think, I think was right. Like it was can't yeah, replace can't have family like that. Brian, no. <clears throat> Kate, do mind? My number one, Stu, is from the TV show Doug, and it is Doug's dog companion, Pork Chop. You know, now, fucking Doug. <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, um. No, I'm not talking about Disney's Doug. Didn't like Disney's Doug. I'm talking about Nickelodeon's Doug. Nickelodeon's Doug was, and I've, we've spoken about Doug on this podcast before, Nick, Nick, Nick. that it was one of my favourite ever kids' TV shows when I was a kid. I absolutely loved it. Um, the dog, Porkchop, who was voiced by Fred Newman, whoever that is. Um, love your work, Fred. Um, it was about a dog, Doug's dog, um, who lived in Igloo, uh, an Igloo-shaped dog house. Uh, he once saved Bibi's life when she was about to fall through ice. Um, and I, the, the, one of the reasons that, uh, well, one of the things I did when, uh, when I was younger, when I used to buy cars, I used to give them names from this TV series, Doug. So my first car was called Doug. And then I had Skeeter, Patty, and then I had a Nissan Figaro, like an old classic looking car. And that was called Porkchop. And I joined, I think I've said this before, uh, the figure owners club, and you had to give your car a name. So mine was called Pork Chop. So I just love Pork Chop. Oh, he's a great dog, and he was, he was, he was lovely. He was a lovely dog, Stu. Lovely mm. dog. Never did no harm to anyone. Never humped anyone's leg. He was a good boy. He was a good boy, wasn't he? He was a good boy, wasn't he? He was a good boy. He was a good boy, dog. So yeah, um, that's what I'm going with, Stu Pork Chop. Good. I'm going with Snowball from Rick and Morty. Oh, you know what, Stu? Never watched an episode. I've never watched an episode. I've, I've, it's one of those things where the amount of people and the, the clips that I've seen of it, I've not been. The clips that I've seen have never made me think, "Oh, I really want to watch this." Uh, so I've never watched it. I, but it seems like something that I think if I watched, I'd probably enjoy. But well, now what's this one, the lawnmower dog. Called. I might do. I might do. What's it on? Uh, Netflix. Oh. <laughs> so for Snowballs previously known as Snuffles uh, he was Morty's pet dog uh, he was having trouble with potty training at the time, Jerry grew tired of him pissing on the carpet and got Rick to invent an IQ enhancing helmet to help uh, but then Snowball becomes uh, advanced and he uh, takes revenge on the Smith family by having them as pets oh, fair enough but when Morty returns uh, Snowball or Snuffles uh, he remembers that um, Morty was the only one that ever cared for him, so he couldn't bring him any harm. So he changes his name back to Snuffles and goes off to find a planet for intelligent dogs in another dimension. Nice. Yeah. yeah. His best quote, don't call me that. Snuffles was my slave name. You shall <laughs> now call me Snowball because my fur is pretty and white. Ah, Sweet. And he first appeared in Lawnmower Dog. Excellent. Very good dog. Misunderstood by many, but... Good boy. Good boy. My testicles, Summer. 
Where are my testicles? <laughs> I cannot find them. <laughs> so let's do what Can we I give our honourable mentions to... No, not yet. Honourable mentions at the end after the social media. After the socials, yeah, yeah. Right then. So, first off, we start with a child, Al. His name is Brandon. Or Brando, if you will. Yeah. He's gone with Chase from Paw Patrol. Good choice. He was one of my uh, honourable mentions. Scooby-Doo. Yep. And Muffin from that Bluey program he was on about. Oh, yeah. No, that's Bluey. That, not... Oh, from... Yeah. Sorry, I was Muffin thinking... from Bluey. Yeah. I was thinking about the um, the other Bluey program, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Hayley, she's gone with Bandit from Bluey. Yep. Snowball from Rick and Morty. And Brian from Family Guy. Keith Campbell. He's gone with Muttley, Slinky, and Odie from Garfield. Oh, yeah. Odie! Uh, new to the show, Alistair. She's gone with Droopy McPoodle. Who? Droopy McPoodle. Oh, is that his... I, I, didn't, I, thought, I didn't know his last name was McPoodle. I didn't until uh, Frank... Uh, oh, we'll get to Frank later. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Droopy, Scrappy-Doo... And Clifford, the big red Scrappy Do, yeah. Jesus Christ, he's the worst dog in the world. He's that. He's that kind of dog, Stu. If they were saying he's going to be put down, you'd be like, "Oh, all right." Definitely isn't the worst dog. He is. He's fucking awful. I disagree. <laughs> you would. Here's the worst dog ever, Wolfie. <laughs> Good old Wolfie. He's gone with Mutley. Rover, who's Rover? <laughs> Don't know. And the Man U dog. What's oh yeah, the dog. on the badge, isn't it? That's the Red Devil. <laughs> we need to ban that prick. <laughs> uh, Brendo Tran, Dog Tanyan from Dog Tanyan. <laughs> oh god! Do 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 Jake. From Adventure Time and Brain from Inspector Gadget. That was one of my uh, on. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That. It's regular Gav. It's regular Gav. He talks a load of old shit. <laughs> Poor Gav. <laughs> uh, he's gone for Bandit Healer. Yep. Santa's little helper and Dougie. Who the hell's Dougie? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh. I don't know if he said who it was, but um, I don't know. Hey Dougie. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe maybe it was a typo when he was around to write doggy. Maybe. Yeah. But then who's doggy? Who cares? <laughs> Frank has gone for Droopy McCoodle. Yeah. Droopy McCoodle. I'm so sad all the time. Brian Griffin and Odie. There you go, Frank. I tried to do the impression. It wasn't very good. Uh, Keza G. Gromit. Scooby-Doo. Mutley. She has to do one honourable mention. Okay, yeah, I'll have it. Slinky Dog. Oh, Slinky, yeah. Hey, Woody! And uh, finally, Laura has picked uh, Jake from Adventure Time, and that's all you need. You don't need three. Just that one dog. Again, never seen Adventure Time. Me neither. No. Neither. Me neither. Me neither. Me not neither. 
So you got some honourable mentions, too? Yeah. Well, one's been mentioned. Yeah. Uh, well, they've all been mentioned apart from Snoopy Dog. So I had Mutley, Brain, and Snoopy. I've got to do, I've got Gromit, which obviously you heard. I've got Bitzer from Sean the Sheep, the Sheep Dog. He's very, the Sean the Sheep film's very good. Um, Brian from Family Guy, which you've got. Um, any of the dogs from Paw Patrol, they're all brilliant. Um, and Pluto, no one went Pluto. Wow. Obviously, uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> there must be a dog that we're forgetting. I bet there probably is. But I can't think of it now. Oh, um, no, is Ren Ren's a dog, isn't he? From Ren and Stimpy. I don't know what he is. And you could have half of Cat Dog. Yeah. <laughs> I like dog. episodes doing Cat Dog where they um, surgically uh, separate the two and they both die. <laughs> I heard it was the inspiration for the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. So, Stu, on the next episode, I thought we'd go, um, we'd go fast. We'd go food. We'd go fast food. So on the next episode, Stu, I would like your top three fast food restaurants slash takeaways. Okay. So if you want to go with a single restaurant that you've got in your town or city or country that we don't have in where maybe where we live, that's absolutely fine. So you could just say, oh, it's I not like- their fault, is it, Al? It's not their fault oh. that we ain't gone. I like Donald's Burgers on our street. It's great. Look at you, two for one up chips. I like um, Burger Prince in Guildford. Yeah. I like Poo Poo Pizza. Stop <laughs> <laughs> right there. Or anything like that. So on the next episode, I would like your top three fast food restaurants uh, slash takeaways. You can get in contact with us, stewandalpod at gmail.com, or we're on Twitter and Instagram at stewandalpod. So that was top three. And now it's time for the Naughty Corner. Oh, matron. We can discuss our favourite songs and films in the Naughty Corner. Ooh. On each episode, we have started our new feature, the Naughty Corner, uh, where we're going from the year 2000 to the year 2009, discussing our favourite singles and films. We got rid of Pop Culture Moment from the 90s corner because it was shit. Right. Uh, in the last episode, we had your favourite film from the year 2000. Stu, we had uh, a lot of votes at one point, I saw. 63, Al, we had. 63? Yeah. That's good. That's, That's the right. results. So in fourth place was my one, X-Men, 6%. 6%? I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that when I saw it was near the bottom. Third place, Memento, 10%. Yeah. Second place, High Fidelity, 16%. There's only ever going to be one winner this week, though. 68% of the poll went with Gladiator. Yeah. Why was Russell Crowe happy? I don't know. Because he was very ecstatic that he won the role of Gladiator. <laughs> and he was Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> on, this, on this episode, Stu, uh, it's your top single from the year 2000. Uh, you went first on top three. No, I went first on top three. So let's let's hear yours. Alex, I went with It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. <laughs> it's Gonna Be Me. Uh, released through Jive Records uh, as the second single from the album No Strings Attached. It reached number one in the US for two weeks. I've chose this because of the line, It's Gonna Be Me, which we've done jokes about on here a lot, including right now. 
Peter Parker, who do you prefer, your aunt or your uncle? Hmm. It's gonna be my <laughs> before I say my my choice, didn't you think that the music selection from 2001 was really shit? Like 2000 was, from the year 2000. Sorry, didn't you find it really shit? Weren't great. 2001 though, Al looked very good. Yeah. So that but for that reason, Stu, I've gone with Pure Shore by All Saints. Yeah. Which was the um, which was released on Valentine's Day, the fourteenth of February two thousand. It was the lead single for the film The Beach, starring. Uh, yeah, seen it. Seen it. It was written by group member Shazne Lewis, and it was number one in the UK singles charts for two weeks. The only reason I picked this song, Stu, is it really reminds me of a time of my life. So I just thought I'd pick it, but I was really struggling to find some in the year two thousand. I really was, so I went with this. So Ow. let's, yeah, more interested in your um. It's going to be me joke, to be honest. Okay. Um. Oh, da, 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 da. It's gonna be mine. Um. Brittany, can, um. Am I saying this right? Can I it's go? It's not to... Brittany. Brittany. Oh, yes. Justin. Justin, am I saying this right? Can I go to the cinema? No, you've got the wrong word. Um, is it the word can? What should I be using instead of the word can? <laughs> it's gonna be May. I go to the cinema. <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin um, am I getting this Star Wars quote right? <laughs> Will the force be with you? <laughs> now, what is it then? It's gonna be my the path be with you. Right, go on, tell us what the uh, what the social media people, what shit songs they've chosen. Well, Keith got um, Hey Ya by Outcast. Yeah, that's, that's pretty... a good one. I think that could probably go in the poll. Regular Gav went with um, Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. Never heard of it. Neither have I. Uh, Bren picked All the Small Things by Blink-182. Yeah, great song. Uh, what? Frank picked. <laughs> no, don't miss it. Frank picked. Fuck, what did Frank pick? One second, please. Hurry up. Sorry. I don't think Frank picked one. Okay. Odd. If he did, Frank's us. I can't find it anyway. Uh, Wolfie picked Come On Your Reds by Manu. Uh, yeah. this was correctly pointed out by Gav, though, that that was 1994. Okay. Did Wolfie oh, reply to that? Okay. Did Wolfie reply to that any by any chance? Um, I don't know. D didn't he say something um about that he'd sang it in the year two thousand? Oh yeah, hang on. To which <laughs> Wolfie replied, "I first sang it in two thousand because I sang it at my nan's funeral, mate." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Wolfie's not a real person, so we're not actually piss taking the piss out of someone. No, uh, we know Wolfie. Yeah, we know Wolfie. So don't we out? Yeah, we know him. We're not going to say who it is. It's one of our um, it's one of our group, but yeah. we won't say who. Uh, apologies to Alyssa, Haley, and Laura. So that's for your two thousand and one song, and we're only on two thousand. There's me jumping the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that. Uh, but still to come. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, That's so why I was it's... texting people before the show to get oh, some right. more. So 
So I picked wrong fucking years. So it's our two yeah. songs then, and oh yeah, that. Uh, well, we've got to do Hey Ya, aren't it? Hey Ya, and then all the small things. Yeah. I don't know, so the poll will go out on Twitter. Um, I'm following. Right in the following week. After all that, then we've got four good songs, really. Yeah. Mine's the best one, I think. Yeah. Still to come, Al. Still to come. Yeah. Still to come. Al pops down the bag of nails, where he'll be probably ruining some sort of classic TV show film, something like that, Al. Um, yeah, sort of. You'll find out. <laughs> Not quite, but something will be ruined, guaranteed. Uh, there's an exciting emu development within the news. We've had another sighting, Al. Another yeah. sighting. Uh, Mike Reed has more top tips. It's Rise of the Foot Soldier 3 versus RIPD and Tits Up. Find out if I actually made it all the way through the film. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. I actually liked it. Yes, yeah, see? But that probably is, <laughs> That's the best one of the five. Yeah, I'm not watching the others. No, the first one's good, though. first one's ah. a bit more... The first one's not that silly. It's quite good. I think you'd like the first. I don't think I would. I can't find it on anything stream-wise, so never mind. It's on Netflix. Uh, I don't have Netflix anymore. But for now, here's Al with an advert. For subpar comedy and poor impressions, it's time for Al's ad. As the new series of Married at First Sight Australia gets into full swing, we bring you a new version for those suffering with irritable bowel syndrome. That's right. <laughs> it's married at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> Where all weddings take place in the registry office toilets. <laughs> I do. No, don't give it away. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> do you, Clara, take Mark to be your lawfully wedded husband? Yeah. I do. <laughs> and do you, Mac, take Clara to be your lawfully wedded wife? <laughs> I do. Then <laughs> I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may flush. Ah. That's new Married at First Sight this April on E4. It's pants-shittingly good watching. And now it's oh, time. That sounds crap. <laughs> for in the news. In each episode, Stu tells us a load of funny, bloody news stories, don't you, Stu? Yeah. We've got uh, Dr. Doris, Arnie, possibly. There's something about emus this week, so he's already said. Um, the weather and sport. So, Stu, here are your headlines. You got that all right, Al. Well done. Thank you. Headlines. Mix up at the blood drive this week as all samples are labelled with a typo. Oh, that's good. That's good. Man sues restaurant claiming his boneless wings are just chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. And fishermen hate him. You won't believe the one item he uses to catch more fish than anyone else. Sounds like clickbait. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Some issue going on there. Leave yeah. that and move on. But first, it seems the dream team are back. George Clooney is teaming up with Leo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey to make a movie. Uh, Clooney will be directing this masterpiece with DiCaprio set to star. 
McConaughey says, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. The, the thing about movies is... Oh, my, my impression's quite good, isn't it? All right, all right, all right. The thing about movies is you gotta, you really gotta sort of go in with yourself. Oh my god, why don't I ever do him for um for? That was uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna save that for another episode. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, John Travolta has joined a new cult this week, Al, where they believe that one day they will uh, they will cease to exist in human form and become water vapor. Oh, well, John, you will be missed. Oh, good. You know, Al, I actually used to be a member of the Secret Vegetable Association cult, uh, but I got banished when I spilled the beans. (laughs) Emu update. Uh, So our friend, uh, Roger the Emu, what, the one that escaped like about two years ago? Yeah. No, I think it was a girl's name, wasn't it? Can't remember. Whatever, anyway. Well, this emu has once again been spotted. Unfortunately, it managed to slip away Yet again. This time, she was spotted in Australia by two women hiking in the outback. You did an Australian thing earlier, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, one of the women, Sheila, she was thrilled to see uh, an emu so close up. Never seen one before. The other one, Moira, was more hesitant as she had um, read that they can be very aggressive and hostile when near humans. Yeah. Uh, so Moira began to yell, Go away, you big, fat, stupid, flightless beard. We don't want you here. And Sheila <laughs> responded, Moira, please, stop ostracizing it. <laughs> you know what, Steve? <laughs> uh, first of all, ding, 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 ding. The f- Thank you. First of all, I really thought that joke was going to take a different route. I thought Sh- Sheila was going to go... I thought she was going to say something like, don't call me that or something like, because she was talking about her. But then the punchline, oh. the punchline was even better. Stop <laughs> ostracizing it. <laughs> uh, well done. Um, the scientists in Greenland are back out as well from last week. Uh, yeah. They've revealed they have a little side hustle going um, when they're not working on their Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's a Disney themed zoo. Uh, I went on a tour the other day to find out more. Um, and I was met by someone called Dr. Cricket. Uh, he said to me, well, as you can see, we have a lot of animals here inspired by those from the Disney films we all love. Uh, we have a very slow-paced lion here. Hang on, let me just uh, call him over for you. Hey, over here. Hurry up. Come on, move faster. <laughs> That's it. Three. <laughs> and we have this... <laughs> then we have this cat that seemed like it's made of wood, but it came to life. Ah, oh, Jupiter. Uh, <laughs> only when she wants fuss. Fair enough. I can always tell when it's going to be good when you're laughing at it. <laughs> uh, moving on, here's our snowy owl with her seven chicks. The mother is a bit ill right now after eating a dodgy apple. But uh, here are her chicks Nurse, Smiley, Angry, Tired. Shy, Gesundheit, and Nigel. <laughs> Lovely bunch. And finally, here we have our pride of the zoo, an unidentified beast that we found in France. The other animals fear it, so do we, really. Uh, but one thing he really hates, uh, he really, really hates it if we leave the gas on overnight. 
Sorry, the Gaston overnight. <laughs> nice to meet you. Goodbye. I have to zoot around. Bye bye. A uh, bit of entertainment news, Al. Uh, the Scientology cult is to appear in the new Mario movie. Scientology, of course, where alien lizards living under the sea and then moving under a volcano and transmitting to world leaders. Throw in two Italian plumber brothers and you've got the first five levels of Super Mario. Oh, touche. Bit of sport. Yes, please. In sport, I could be competing at the, the next Olympics after Doris... After Dr. Doris confirmed I've got athlete's foot, <laughs> uh, if I managed to find another one, I should be ready to go. <laughs> oh, very good. Harsh red card in the Cuban Cup final this week, uh, where the captain of um, Santiago FC said to the ref, would you send me off if I said you were a useless cheat? The ref was like, well, yeah, of course I would. And so the captain said, but um, you couldn't do anything if I was just thinking it, though, could you? And the ref was like, well, no. He went, okay, I think you're a useless cheat. <laughs> Very good. Health with Dr. Doris. Oh, I don't, Dr. Doris here. Had a chap in from a bar fight the other night. He said, Oi, don't worry, I'll do my own stitches. I went, Fair enough, suit yourself. <laughs> Very good. Had Stevie Wonder in all with a very nasty cut on his head. I had to use some very super stitches on him. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Only improves Disney. Hockety pockety wockety whack. Has to love his turn. I'll be back. <laughs> that was Arnie in Sword in the Stone, there, of course. Yeah. In travel, those in the old Wild West who are still tra- tying a lantern to your horse's saddle when in the dark, well, I've got some great news for you. Signal is now available for all those that use the new. <laughs> Signal is all available now for those that use the saddle light navigation system. (laughs) Weather is murky. Abosh. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Well, thanks, Sue. That was in the news Uh, last time. But Dinosaur Park goes tits up. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Dinosaur Park goes tits up. It's the feature where we watch films. So basically, me and Stu pick a film for each other to watch. Then we must answer five questions on that film. And the winner gets a point. At the moment, the score is 11-3 to myself. We are on the letter R. I give Stu Rise of the Foot Soldier 3. And Stu, you give me? Uh, R.I.P.D. Yeah, so Stu, Rise of the Foot Soldier 3. What do you think of it? Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna hate them. Um but surprised. I mean, I won't go out my way to watch it again or anything. Yeah. Uh but I didn't completely hate it. I sat through the whole film. Well, you wanna watch number one because it's different. It's about a different bloke. Um honestly um, No, number one is number one's good. I might um, just watch that gumbo film again instead. <laughs> ID two. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch I that. haven't watched number two yet. That was ID two. You've not seen number one. Oh, right, okay. Um, Stu, have you got a tagline for Rise of the Foot Soldier? Uh, Don't do drugs in Spain. Yeah, very good. And Stu, um, for I had R.I.P.D., it was all right. Again, it's not a film I'd probably ever watch again. I sat through the whole of that. I was only intending to watch half an hour. I got sucked in. Yeah. 
Um, my tagline to do is EE recruits Deadpool and the dude in elaborate phone contract advert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always okay. amazed to see to see Kevin Bacon turn up in any film. Like since he's been doing the EE adverts, and when he comes on, I'm like, it's it's EE man, Kevin Bacon. So mm. I'm really shocked to see him on anything. So Stu, um, shall I give you questions first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Stu, your five questions for Rise of the Foot Soldier are... <laughs> Question one. How many prostitutes is back Pat going to get? Five. He is going to get five prostitutes. I can't do five prostitutes. They're for fucking me. Brilliant. It's not because. <laughs> Question two, Stu. Now, that's a bit of a tricky one. There are two cars in the first five minutes. But what is the first car? What make is the first car that we see on screen? Range Rover. It is a Range Rover. Well done. Because there's another car slightly afterwards, which I think is a Mercedes-Benz. So well done. Um, question three, Stu. <laughs> what make is Ken's jacket? I love the fact that this character is called Ken. Uh, Fila. It is Fila. Well done. <laughs> Why is he called Ken? Okay. I didn't even know he was called Ken. I didn't catch his name. Uh, <laughs> question five. What does the four. head... Oh, sorry. Question four. What does the head traveller call Craig? Oh, shit. I can't... But then he goes, why does he call me that? Because that's what you are. Yeah. And I had a little giggle. Was that, was that meant to be the comedy bit? Uh, okay. Um, I can't remember what he called him. You're a sausage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's because you're a sausage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so question number four, uh, five, sorry. And this is the greatest question I've ever written for this. <laughs> Pat wants a big pair of tits in his face and what else in his mouth? G-string. It is a G-string. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Stu. You scored four out of five. You know, he's like, um, but he's waiting in that house and the bloke forgets until the next day. He's just... The stuff he does over 24 hours, like launches stuff into a swimming pool. You've been it's there like, a day, mate. Just calm the fuck down. He just starts wanking. Like... He's wanking on the balcony. He's throwing beer cans in the pool, snooker cues in the pool. Like It's like you've been there for a week. I've got a... Um... Oh, there was a line. You, Harris. Oh, I've written something down. I can't remember what it was. But it certainly says, like, you, Harris. I can't remember what it is. Oh, and it was it was a line that I found in it, and I thought, this is ridiculous, but just found it. There was funny. a lot of ridiculous lines in it. There was a lot of ridiculous lines. Right, RIPD then now. You ready? Oh, no. It's when... Um, sorry, I'll just go back. It's when he first meets Harris's girlfriend, the young woman, and he goes, oh. you Harris's bird, then. <laughs> it's just the way he says it. He's a right barely, prick, isn't he? You barely see her again in the film. It's like it's pointless her being in it. Yeah, I think she's doing that twice. Yeah. He rings her up from jail, doesn't he? And then he punches that bloke in the face with the phone for her. Why does that bloke keep coming at him? I don't like, know. Oh, God, come on, mate. I want to use fight. Oh, and he's like threatening him, and you think, just stop, mate. Just wait till he's finished. Yeah. I'm not... RIPD. I'm not going to get many here, Stu, because I can't remember much of it. Do you remember, this isn't a question, but do you remember what the RIPD stands for? Yes, I think so. Is that a question? Tell me then. Is it the Rest in Peace Department? Yeah. All right. Question one. 
what is the house number of Ryan Reynolds' character at the start? I don't know. Seven. Five A. No. What is the color of Proctor's desk phone? Red. It's black. Yeah. I've already beat you. Yep. You want to carry on? Yeah, go on, carry on. How much does the VCR shop charge for a tune-up? Is it twenty nine ninety nine? Oh, twenty nine ninety five. Ah, yeah. Uh, what is the name on the Indian takeaway bag? Don't know. Pandori Heaven. Okay. And the character they first arrest together, what was his name? No idea. Stanley Nowicki. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did you have a tie-break question for me at all? Yep. Uh, what fruit is in Mr. Harris's fruit bowl? It's only one type of fruit. What is it? Apple. It's bananas. He's just got a bo- he's just got a bowl of bananas for some strange reason. Uh, yours was the name of the news station covering the apocalypse near the end. I don't know. It's WDYL News. Mm. I was kind of half watching it. it. I wasn't really that into it, but uh, you know, way it goes, isn't it? Um, so Stu, moving on to the letter S. I've got for you Stand By Me on Netflix. Ooh. You know what? It was one of them I saw it and I thought, I've not watched this for ages. I'd quite like to see that. So, chosen that for you. Alex, yours is on Prime and Disney+. Plus. Yeah. It's got Keanu Reeves. It's got Sandra Bullock. It's got Dennis Hopper. Jeff is it Daniel. Speed? It's Speed. Oh, excellent. <laughs> what a film. Not seen that for years. I fancied watching Speed again, so I picked that for you. Oh, I just <laughs> want to look at Sandra Bullock in her perfectness. She's so such a beautiful woman. She, um, she really, really is. Yeah, and she's good. And there's a line in that when they say something about sex. And I remember watching it as like when I was younger going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll let note that down next week. Um so Stu, it is now eleven four to me. So you're on your comeback trail. I think you're gonna I'm, nick right. I'm still the on the trot. You're gonna nick it 12, 12 11 at the end, I reckon. Um so that was Dinosaur Pot Goes Tits Up, and now it is time for the Bago Nails. Tales of the Bago Nails. Each week, me and Al take it in turn to go down to London. London? Where we uh, visit the best bar in the world, according to Stu and Alpod 2022. <laughs> but not 2023. <laughs> not, well, we've not been there this year, have we? Yeah, not yet, no. uh, Al, you went this week. How'd you get on? I did, Stu. Um, they're actually filming uh, a new advert down there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was quite excited. I've actually got loads of ideas for the Bago Nails recently, but this one I thought um, I thought I'd quite enjoy. So they they were filming the new Yellow Pages advert, basically a modern take um, on the Yellow Pages advert, Stu. Here's one for you, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I did think about Frank when I wrote this one. So here's the cassette. So. Click. Uh, hello, uh, it's Al down the uh, bag of nails in uh, London. <laughs> I had to do that quietly. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to put my uh, microphone up because they are filming the new Yellow Pages advert for Yell.com, uh, which I don't even know if exists anymore. <laughs> so here we go. I'm looking for a book. Fly Fishing by J.R. Hartley. What the fuck are you talking about, Grandad? 
a book. It's called Fly Fishing, written by myself, J.R. Hartley. Sans shit, Granddad. Ooh. Well, how very rude of you. What you say? I said that's, that, that's very rude. Listen here, you old cunt. I'll smash... <laughs> I'll smash your wrinkled face in. Look, look, all I'm asking, this is what's going to happen. You're going to fuck off out my shop before I get really angry. Well, I never. Last chance, Granddad. Young people these days. Big mistake. my heart. Yell.com. This here's for the elderly. Avoid the high streets. <laughs> That's quite a nice advert, isn't it? Like... Fucking horrible. <laughs> Horrific. So, yeah, it's a good advert. I think it's going out um, in the summer, I think. I think they said it was August it's going out, so that'd be quite nice to, to wait and see. But in the next episode, Stu will be going down the bag o' nails to see who he meets there. But now it's time for Mike Reed's Top Tips. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette tape with two top tips from Mike Reed from the old EastEnders. I was about to say neighbours, but he wasn't in that. Stu, you got a cassette for us this week? Got two tips? Here we go. And click. Tell you what, don't half love him watching me back on EastEnders. (laughs) Oh, how you doing, lads? You're right. Couple of tips uh, to get you through life as always. It was the one where I had the um, spinning bow tie. You seen that? Oh, God. <laughs> Get my nipples out, innit? <laughs> that was really me, you know. You nearly no see Pat's double. nipples. <laughs> Who? Nearly see Pat, Pat's nipples. Boy, you don't want to see that, mate. Ooh. No, no, no. No. Anyway, here's some tips. Nursing home staff, pretend to be a boxing riff and count to ten loudly each time a resident has a bad fall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Only if they get up. <laughs> Canoeists, put a motor on the back of your canoe, then you'll stop getting achy shoulders all the time. <laughs> Very good. All right, I'm off. I'm off to watch the Christmas special from 1998. It's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. See you later. See ya. Well, Stu, there's the old episode 64 done. <laughs> We've just had an email in now, but I'll get through it in a minute. Now go for it. Oh, sorry, do you want me to get through the... Uh, let's get through the... Go for uh, the social. Get through the other stuff first. So uh, on the next episode, we will be asking for your top three uh, fast food restaurants slash takeaways. And on the naughty corner, Stu, will be asking for your... Uh, we need your films from 2001. Your favourite film from 2001. You can get in contact with Alpod at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Alpod. So on Twitter, we are actually Al, Stu underscore and underscore Al mm. underscore pod. But if you put yeah, Stu and Alpod. You just type Stu and Alpod in the search box. Yeah, it'll, come find anyway. it'll find us. So what have you got? What, what have you got, Stu, for the end? I've got a, Yeah, I've... it's got his email in now. Um yep. Let's open it up and click. <laughs> dear, St- dear Stu and Al, 
Big fan of the show. Experts say that dogs are a man's best friends. Well, mine's just watched my bacon burn under the grill and did fuck all. What shall I do? Swap him? Dunno. Confused. P.S. Cleopatra are playing at the uh, town hall on Saturday. If you want tickets, it's standing only. Your friend, Clive from Presbury. Well, thanks, Clive. Uh, as, as usual, I'll answer the second question first. Of course we'd like tickets for Cleopatra. And standing Cleopatra, coming at you. Cleopatra, get a pen and paper, write down our names. <laughs> Do you think that anyone actually got a pen and paper? Pause it. Pause it. I'm writing. I'm writing. Where's the pen and paper? Write down then. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> you couldn't even pause live TV back then, so you had to have your VCRs ready to record. <laughs> Margaret, you got that pen and paper. What were the names again? What were the names? <laughs> what were it? Cleopatra. Which one's Cleo? <laughs> that must be Pat. <laughs> so, um, yes, and standing room only, Stu. Well, of course you want standing room only at a Cleopatra. You want to yeah, be I'm sitting down. If they tell me to sit down, I'm going to know. Yeah, I'll I'll be like, down. Thank you. Stand up. I already am. Um, and for, as as for the dog, no, you can't swap him. Just, you know, get you know what? Instead of swapping him, get yourself a timer or keep your eye on your fucking bacon. It's your own Yeah, time. don't be walking off when you got it under the grill. Yeah. or And I reckon what it was, too, is he only put enough slices of bacon under him for himself and didn't yeah. think about the dog. And that's why the dog probably thought, I'm going to let him burn. Or Rover. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the one Wolfie was talking about. <laughs> it all goes full circle in the end. So, Stu, um, to end, I've come up with another little quiz for you. Hmm. Uh, oh, is it the same as last week with the films and all that? No, I will bring that back, but I've, I've come up with another one. It's called the movie tagline game. Oh. So, Stu, I've got 10, um, 10 taglines for, for films, and I want to see how many you can get right. So, okay. for example, a tagline, who you're going to call, is the tagline for? Your ma'am. Let's play the Ghostbusters. game. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So you don't get a point for that one because that was just the uh, the examples, Stu. No, now, I want a point. No. Now, these two, these are quite difficult. So if you were to get, I think if you get three right, I'd be impressed because they're a lot more difficult. And these are big films. So here we go. Question one. On the air and unaware. Truman Show. It is the Truman Show. Well done. Uh, question two. Nice planet. We'll take it. Mars Attacks. It is Mars Attacks. Bloody hell, you're good at this. You're good at this, ain't you? Yeah. Uh, question three. Man is the warmest place to hide. It's not a porno. <laughs> <laughs> Man is the warmest place to hide. Yeah. The thing? It is the thing. Well done. You're already at three. Uh, question four. You'll never go in the water again. Jaws. Yeah. You might get them all now. Question five. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, of course it is. Uh, question six. We scare because we care. Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're doing well. Uh, question seven. Why so serious? The, uh, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Dark Knight, yep. Question eight. The first casualty of war is innocence. Casualties of war? No, it's platoon. Oh. Uh, question nine. Uh, his story will touch you, even though he can't. Porno? 
No, it's not a porno. Edward Scissorhands. Ah. Porno? Finding number 10. Same mate. Oh, sorry, not same mate. <laughs> same make, same model, new mission. Men in Black 2. That's Terminator 2. Ah. Good game, that. Stu, you got one, two, three, four, five, six. So you you did better than I thought you'd do. You did really well on that. Well done, Stu. I like that one. It was a good one, wasn't it? Mm. But like some of the movie taglines that I'm fine, I'm thinking, what the fuck was this? What the, what the fuck was this? Um, but there we go. Uh, <clears throat> ow! <laughs> Sorry, I just hit my knee, listeners. <laughs> I'm bloody clumsy, son. I thought he was just saying his name. What? Ow. Ow. Oh, yeah, very good there. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that out. Maybe I won't. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening to episode 64. We will be back with episode 65 shortly. Um, but yeah. Got anything to say before we go, Stu? Let's call this episode. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? We've just episode done 64. Beatles. Yeah. Paul McCartney. Heather Mills McCartney. <laughs> right, goodbye. I still do it. What he said. When I get older, losing my hair many years from now. Will you still be sending me a Valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine. If I went out till quarter to three, or would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64?